Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to this very special episode. Today, I have my dear friend, my soul sister, who I actually just connected with recently in this lifetime, if you want to introduce yourself. I'm KT, Caitlin Tasson. My artist name is KT the Alchemist, sound healer name. And so Katie and I just kind of got to be able to meet, um, what was it, like a month ago or something? Yeah, evolutions. And how we met was pretty insane. Yeah, evolutions is a wild ride. It's in upstate New York, I believe, somewhere in New York. Um, This was my second year going. It's a smaller festival. But yeah, do you want to, I'm like, do you want to tell the story or do you want to? (laughs) I'd love to tell the story because I actually just, uh, it came to me, was it last night? No, two nights ago. And how it came to me was because uh, I'm working on a collaboration right now with a a really amazing EDM artist. And uh, I was with Skittles, you know, Jess? Yes. So, uh, and I didn't realize that you also have a mix doing a meditation and come to find out like I do the same thing so it makes total sense that we are drawn together because I feel like you know it it really makes a difference having the healing vibes and the EDM scene and you're also cultivating that experience with your work and your meditations and infusing the two and I'm doing the same so when we met at Evolutions in the artist room we what did we stare at each other for like a minute it was like this deep eye gaze I've never (laughs) With any single human, I'm like, who are you? Like, our souls recognize each other before, like, our human minds recognize each other. Like, I don't know where I know you from, but I know you from somewhere. Yeah, me neither. I remember that moment. That was, like, the first time that I kind of eye gaze with someone, like, for the first time knowing them, too, at a festival. So that was really crazy. And now that you talk about Jess, now I remember the moment. Like, Jess was just, you know vibing out like just chilling and I was fucking wilding like on whatever the fuck and I was just you know being silly and then she's like Mira (laughs) this is Katie you guys would like each other go and go like you know whatever and then we started talking and then you know I started recognizing you and then when I looked into your eyes I got like this vision of like are you comfortable with me like sharing it on here totally yeah you can share whatever whatever you want I saw her like sitting on like a chair and there was like a circle of like children around her it was almost like a you know very esoteric teaching thing and it was a really cool experience and then like you know the rest of the night we were just in the crowd and just like having telepathy moments I was fucking wild and like being sent for a from a loop and then um do you want to talk about like your recent event coming up because that's also thanks to synchro event shout out love you guys for kind of being the um bridge for us as well as Jess for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this event coming up. We're doing Sound Bath Sundays in Brooklyn, and uh, it's a Sunday. It's from 6 to 11, and the goal is just to infuse meditative base and then a sound bath at the end and immersive art and just bring together community with the healing vibes and music and make it a chill night out where we can, you know, just hang and, and enjoy the healing frequencies versus going to a show Synchro does a lot of shows and it's really interesting how I met Synchro because I met Sean who who uh, runs Synchro on the street before uh, I realized that I met him. So we met twice and um, so pretty much summing up like Synchro has been wanting to do healing events and get away from nightlife for a long time. So 
that even coming together and us doing a collaboration really means a lot for Synchro, means a lot for myself, because we really want to bring healing to just the overall music scene. Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking forward to the first event and just bringing on more people to collaborate with people like you, more, you know, conscious artists and uh, also infusing that with art. So yeah hopefully that sums it up I went a little bit all over the place with it because I'm really excited but <laughs> yeah Synchro really... definitely lives up to their name because like <laughs> you know I met you that mm -hmm. was very like we were supposed to meet I met yeah. Sean twice he doesn't remember meeting me twice but like all, ever since I met Synchro like all these people have been coming into my life Jazz, Mystic mm -hmm. Grizzly so it's really cool it's special and I hope I hope I can bring you into an event. You know, we can collab on an event. You can do a meditation. Yeah, definitely in time. And I definitely appreciate that we kind of share the mission of wanting to, you know, because the festival life, it almost seems that we kind of don't have a choice. It's almost like this is the work that we're doing in this lifetime and bringing then our own personal mission into it. And so something I remember when we were in the um, artist tent is, you were like, uh, my name is Katie the Alchemist. And I was like, why do they call you that? And then you were like, oh, well, by the I just way, basically... I should correct you on this. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's KT, just so you know. KT? Instead yeah, of, yeah. what did I say, Katie? Katie? Though, you get a pass. KT. Yeah, so it's my initial. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. KT. And I was like, why do they call you, like, you know, the Alchemist? And you were like, basically, I kind of like took everything that life thrown at me and alchemized it for kind of my own benefit and success and so I'm curious Hannah how that like journey started for you how you kind of began you could say like your awakening or your conscious choice to kind of transform that's a really great question and I appreciate you remembering that about me so my childhood really was not the greatest but I'm thankful for it now because mm -hmm. it really shaped me into the person I am today so uh you know, my, my parents weren't the greatest. My dad is a heroin addict, you know, he's doing good now. My mom, she had her own things going on. So, um, I had my grandparents, which was pretty much my only grounding force in my life. But, uh, I started using drugs at a really young age. Uh, the first time I experimented with a drug, I was 13. I actually don't share this with a lot of people. So this is very vulnerable for me to open up like this, but, um, I was using drugs for a good, 10 years on and off like a decade up until I was 23 and then uh my life was very functioning like I was a functioning I guess addict uh because I was you know running a business I was doing running sales teams but I just wasn't fulfilled and I just like hit this wall I was in a very toxic relationship and I happened to meet this coach that was out in California Santa Cruz at the time and uh, she said, listen, I can take you on as a client, but you have to sit in eight ayahuasca ceremonies. And she told me that, you know, eight was actually 16. She would count the one ayahuasca ceremony as one weekend. I was like very scared. And at first I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm fine just sitting where I'm at. I'm, I'm comfortable. But then I decided I was like, all right. After sitting with it, after doing research, I'm like, I, I do think it's time for change. So I was actually broke as hell back then. And I would fly my, I would always find a way to get out to California and attend these ayahuasca ceremonies. And I would get so many crazy downloads from the universe. And uh, that's really what began to heal me and open, open me up to 
what I was supposed to be doing on this planet. So mm -hmm. I uh, stopped doing drugs. You know, I do believe in psychotherapy. I experiment mm -hmm. with plants clearly since I did ayahuasca, but I got away from the other things like, you know, cocaine and just stuff that wasn't serving me. No judgment on my mm -hmm. end for people who do choose to do that with their lives. Be careful, mm -hmm. test your shit. I have to throw that out there, but that's how my healing journey started was ayahuasca. And, uh, I channeled into one of my journals in a ceremony that I was supposed to make a difference in the world through music. And it made no sense to me because I wasn't even doing music at the time. It had been years. And then it was my birthday. And I was thinking in my mind, I was like, I would really love a sound bowl. And I didn't tell anybody that. And that same day, my friend gifted me a sound bowl. So oh. it was like the universe being like, here you go. <laughs> and uh, I think a week later, I ended up being a coach myself. And this girl I was coaching was like, hey, like I'm doing a sound healing uh, certification. Actually, it wasn't certification. It was a training. Would you like to come to LA and do this? And then ever since that day, it's just been a whole journey. And that was in 2018. I did my first sound bath training. So that really summed up my journey um, pretty quickly. I could really sit here and talk hours about mm -hmm. ayahuasca, but if you have any questions about that, definitely you know, feel free to ask. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you being so vulnerable and open, you know, especially with everyone listening to. I think it's really helpful when we kind of air out what we've been through to really inspire those who are going through the same thing. Thank you. I appreciate it. I've been working on that is uh, telling my full story and not being afraid to share it and, you know, hide because I feel like that's how we make a difference in the world just by being truly authentic and people hopefully resonate with the message somewhere. So yeah, I agree with that. Authenticity is definitely one of the most important things to me and like what I kind of value when I see it in other people. And I definitely think that um, in order to be able to bring in all the light, the deeper our darkness goes, the deeper kind of our pain goes, our journey has taken us down. That's as much light as we can kind of bring in. So I'm curious kind of like what are some, uh, some takeaways you want to share from the process of transmuting all that pain? Ooh, that's such a good question. By the way, when you said that, I, I got full body chills. I've had chills a lot of this conversation. So can you actually ask that again so I can sit with it a little bit more? Mm -hmm. So any kind of uh, takeaways or things you want to share from kind of your personal emotional journey of taking all kind of that pain and like making mm -hmm. something of it, you know, finding that love back in yourself? So I would, I would say my biggest takeaway is that life is so sacred. Mm -hmm. I learned this deeply. I experienced this deeply. My first ayahuasca ceremony was actually outside and they're not usually during the daytime. It's the only daytime ceremony I've done, but once the medicine, cause you know, when you sit with ayahuasca, um, the shaman, it's a real shaman, they consider it sacred and some medicine, but I just was, I dropped to my knees and I just realized like how beautiful life truly is and how like our human minds take it for granted, even like the trees or the sky or the earth and just how every day is sacred. 
And if you treat every day like it's sacred, life can be so much more magical. And, you know, it's not our job to always be perfect. I realize also that we need that duality. We need that darkness. People try to, I guess, like make it all like, what's that saying? Like good vibes only. Like that's impossible to do, right? We need that duality in order to appreciate the sacredness. We need, we need that duality in order to, I guess, have that full human experience that we came to this planet to have and ultimately to remember that we're souls having a human experience. And uh, yeah, I would say that's, that's one of my biggest takeaways. And, you know, also finding that balance between the light and the dark, because I don't think the goal is to be perfect. I think the goal is just to, you know, live, live your life in the best way you can by being authentic and just being a good human. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, sharing love, recognizing that we're loved. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely appreciate that. I definitely resonate kind of when you come out of the funks and then personally for me, I'm like, wow, I fucking ungrateful as fuck, you know, <laughs> being given this experience and I'm just kind of like wallowing in my own misery because I don't believe in my power. And something that um, I talk about with a lot of people who are in kind of like the healing, I will say business, you know, the spiritual business is this kind of um, this block, these blockages that we experience when it comes to kind of coming back down to earth after kind of being in the ethers and how do we make something real out of kind of this like woo woo stuff. And, you know, like you said, you're a owner of a business, you know, you're a coach and you're doing all these baths. So how did you kind of alchemize the process from kind of just the spiritual woo woo, you know, I want to heal into, okay, let's like build something on this earth. That's a really good question. I would say, uh, so you have to let go of things in order to make room for good things. So I had to do a lot of clearing away uh, people, places, and things no longer serving me. And and how you know when something is serving you is if it feels good within your body. And so I had to let go of people that I like really loved, but I knew that it was just like toxic and weighing me down and, and, and appreciate those people for the lessons that they brought me. Right. Cause I always, I say that those types of people are angels in disguise because they can be your biggest teachers. So really like letting go of what was no longer serving me and then owning my power and believing that we create our reality, that we're conscious of reality or we're conscious beings so we can create our reality. And, uh, it took a lot of work. I would do lots of affirmations, a lot of morning routines, and I pretty much rewired my brain to think abundantly and uh, start to believe in myself because there's so many times throughout my life where I really doubted myself, but I just stopped allowing my mind to go there and then also taking action, right? Because I believe in manifestation to the fullest. I have it touted on my hand, but also you have to take that action. You have to, if so, if something's guiding you in your heart and in your gut, that's the universe telling you, like, make a move, like, go that direction. Because to me, the universe is like a parent and wants to provide, but it cannot provide for you unless, like, you go with its guidance and you make moves. And that's what, uh, you know, I've struggled with. I know a lot of people struggle with is, like, being comfortable 
And when you step out of your comfort zone and you get, I guess, comfortable with being uncomfortable, you can take yourself to the next level through believing, uh, taking action. And that's ultimately how my experience with manifesting and business and music and art has been. Mm. I think along with that duality of kind of the spiritual and the physical, we experience this and what we're trying to create in the festival community. Because for me, it seems like the festival community is already set up and, you know, the healing community is already set up, but this merging of the two is kind of something that we are on the precipice of, you know, we're kind of almost, um, I want to say like maybe pioneers because it's not already something you kind of walk into, like it's kind of still a new thing. So I'm curious about your journey with festivals kind of just in and of itself without the healing aspect. Was there ever a time where you were in the music scene without kind of knowing that you want to be in that spiritual work? Yeah, yeah, I grew up going to raves. Uh, I did not think that I was going to end up here at all. Uh, No. What about you? I definitely was, you know, going to music festivals, more so like punk when I was younger, but music and concerts was just always something that, you know, called me. And then, you know, I started going through my spiritual thing beginning in maybe like 2017 more heavily. And then it kind of just picked up from there. And then I think throughout time, you know, I just started to realize that I, you know, could merge the two because I always love festivals. I always love music, always love concerts. But then I said, wait, I think that this is, you know, they kind of need each other because the festivals, I think, you know, in human tradition, that's how we have healed the earth and we will heal the earth again, you know, by coming together, having community in the name of music too, and then adding more mindful aspects Because I know I've definitely had some of my most spiritual and awakening experiences at festivals, as well as, you know, in my meditations and my breath works, you know, and my psychedelic experiences, like just being in that environment kind of opened something up in me. And so I said, maybe this is kind of already like a thing that's set in motion that I just kind of have to step into. Yeah, that's so powerful. And what is amazing to me is you said 2017 is when your healing journey began and that's actually when mine began so I I was in the I started to awaken shall I say back in 2017 and then I started sound baths in 2018 so we kind of went through that same experience at the same time and then also we're so like-minded in our mission so I definitely Mm -hmm. feel like this probably isn't the first time our (laughs) souls have connected (laughs) we're supposed to be doing something on this earth yeah, and, and I definitely go ahead. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. I just you got go. really excited. I just got really excited because uh, Sean from Synchro, going back to Synchro events, I was at his house before I met you, and he's like, "You gotta meet Mira. You gotta meet Mira. She's doing like the same thing you're doing. Like you guys have a lot of the same ideas." And I'm like, "Who's Mira?" And I just also discovered this like two days ago that. Sean was telling me that we had to meet before we met so yeah (laughs) yeah like literally though yeah I don't doubt that and I also think like this mission with kind of like the festivals like 
like we've done this before you know it seems like everyone kind of just like recognizes each other and it's almost like stepping back into it and I'm getting chills as I'm saying this but like I don't know we've done this somewhere else kind of like heal the world through you know putting on these shows yeah and I've had chills I'm I swear like this whole conversation (laughs) they have not gone away (laughs) honestly so uh what's what's your goal with festivals you want to keep doing meditations and working on infusing them into music yeah so I definitely you know like make music I feel like the universe kind of has this like natural flow for me and so I'm kind of like stepping into all areas that I kind of feel called to and then whatever kind of current seems to you know say focus on this now then that's what I step into I really love doing meditations like it's always been my goal um I definitely when I'm doing it I feel like I'm really, really in my purpose, you know, among other things. Um, but when I'm doing it, like for others, I feel really of service and like aligned with kind of who I am. Um, I haven't felt like the flow that it feels like it's so much time yet. So I'm just kind of like, you know, being patient and I do get, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I also feel very, very called to create events. Um, I really feel very good when I am able to provide people with a space to come together. And I really love seeing kind of like, um, I don't know, just like production and like gatherings done with kind of like a heart mindset instead of kind of like that insomniac, I'm gonna shout them out cause I always do. Um, like, you know, insomniac <laughs> who really just, you know wants money and like some of the conditions are just what I honestly, say is unacceptable because like the festival itself and music itself is so sacred it's like one of the most sacred things and so I think that us joining and doing that needs to be in the right hands and I definitely feel like I have been guided to so many people who I'm like the world needs to feel their frequency because it's so fresh it's so pure it's so like relatable and like I said you know it's kind of like this thing that we've already done and everyone kind of recognizes it you know it's like this thing that we kind of all see in our head yeah just a matter of patience 100 percent. i definitely agree because intention is everything right like going back mm-hmm. to what you just said insomniac um if that's the intention really is just making money that's a frequency that you're spreading mm-hmm. throughout the festival mm-hmm. and if you go into an event or a festival with intention especially with sound that's so powerful mm-hmm because it, it spreads to everyone, the artists, the fans, the production mm-hmm. team, it's everything. Yeah. So I, I love yeah. that you brought that up because that, that can be felt. I mean, not yeah. everyone can feel it on a conscious level, but yeah, yeah, I feel like some people can. Yeah, and definitely, you know, there is a different experience when you go to a smaller festival, like Evolutions, you know, like I, I just think that the portal is so much like closer to source, I guess you could say. And Mm -hmm. like who is handling, you know, the frequency because frequency is kind of like the most direct channel to be able to kind of get in there to the human. And so I'm really curious. I like how we kind of, you know, have our um, different ways of channeling like the same love and the same source. And I love singing bowls. I don't have any of my own right now. Um, Oh, you gotta get some. I already, I I had like- Manifest it. Yeah. I really would love to get into it. I had like a couple, but then, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I really love like seeing the different 
notes that each bowl is in. And so I'd love to hear about kind of your experience on like the different tones you play for like the different energy centers and like the different impacts that simply like one frequency can have because even though it's just kind of one note, it causes such a deep and great ripple effect in that kind of, you know, unless you've experienced it, you probably kind of, you know, sleep on it a little bit. So I'd love for you to talk about that. Yeah, so it's interesting. I have kind of a different perspective on uh, sound than a lot of other sound healers because I believe that every note impacts each you know, energy center chakra. So uh, in my opinion, I think it's really fun and cool to have the, the different bowls, you know, the root chakra all the way up to the, to the crown. But I think that sound can impact all energy centers in our body. It doesn't necessarily have to be the root chakra, like working like with that mm -hmm. specific place on your body make an impact i believe that all sound can impact us you know there's some frequencies that are disruptive so i i typically work with 432 hertz or 440 hertz which is interesting because i guess uh some musicians don't like working with 440 hertz but that's typically the hertz that i like to stay in uh, but some people really believe and, and again it goes back to intention if you believe that you buy you know, a chakra set of crystal bowls and you have the intentions to work with each note on each chakra, then, you know, I, I believe since you have that intention, that's going to work. But uh, I think every note that you have on, on a scale, like you can use for, it doesn't have to be for a specific place, if that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely resonate with that. I personally love like I'm a big fan of the root and the heart. I feel like the root, like even though I will do work on it for a time period, I always want to go back there, you know, because it's kind of like the same problem cycled again and again and again. And definitely the heart center is definitely uh, probably my main, what I feel called to most in meditation, you know, because I feel like that generates like the most powerful energy force. And for me, I've definitely like recently, um, you know, like the same problem again and again, I have been trying to open that myself. But one thing that someone said to me once um, was that you can't like force your heart open. It's kind of going to be a divine force that allows it to gradually open as, you know, your subconscious surrenders in its own time, which wow, I really, that's really beautiful. Yeah, right? That's so beautiful. I love working with the vibrational bowls, the Himalayan bowls and mm that those are the areas that you just said I also struggle with like my root my sacral my heart and it makes a lot of sense right because we're we're really in tune tapped in so we spend a lot of time in the crown like that's wide open I don't yeah. have a problem with that trying to but what I have a problem that. with yeah you relate to that right <laughs> yeah like the upper center is like I'm like can you please chill and then I like don't feel here and I'm like bruh yeah, like, like you just have like to bury bring myself yourself back down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what I really love working with is the Himalayan body bowls and tuning forks. That is mm -hmm. so powerful, and it's not necessarily about the sound; it's more about the vibration. And mm -hmm. you can you can put the bowl on your feet, your legs, mm -hmm. your heart, and you just 
feel it like all throughout your body. It's like a sound massage. And there's actual science behind it too. Every organ in our body has a frequency, right? A vibration. So when our body is not in harmony, it's disease. Think about it. Disease. Mm -hmm. So working with the vibration of those powerful body bowls, it puts you back in harmony with your, with your natural frequency mm -hmm. again and the tuning fork too. So I'm really excited to have you try it out one day. I definitely would love to give you a session, but anyone who's struggling with just feeling grounded or, you know, maybe they're going through some sort of illness, you know, and I don't make any medical claims just to mm -hmm. say that, <laughs> but I definitely recommend the tuning forks and the body bowls and the tuning forks are very convenient because you can just put the tuning fork in your purse. You know, if you're having a bad day, if you just need to feel more grounded, you can just pull the tuning fork right out and start working with it, which is really nice. So I'm curious, like if you want to share, because, you know, like I said, when we have an experience sound in this way as such a direct tool, we may not know kind of the impact it can have on the body. So I'm wondering if you have any like notable stories or experiences about how sound and the bowls themselves the experience has impacted you or the people that you have been like, you know, providing for in a way that kind of was unexpected, like almost like, wow, sound can do that, you know? Yeah, uh, I'll actually share with you my most recent review that I just got from mm -hmm. uh, my actually, my, my new friend, Jordan, Mystic Grizzly, I gave him a sound bath back in October. He's amazing, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's soul fan he, for sure. I love him. He's he's definitely here, like on the same vibe, mm -hmm. like yep. <laughs> music and sound. Like we're all doing the same mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you guys had a chance to meet. Uh, he just told me two days ago when I stopped by his house that when I gave him that sound bath, he was in a kind of a weird point. But then he said that he felt like so energetically clear for the next like few days. He said he said it was almost a week that pretty much all like the heaviness and it's not verbatim, but mm -hmm. the what he was feeling inside was cleared away. And I was like, mm -hmm. really? Like I was so honored. I'm like, that did that too. <laughs> He's like, no, honestly, it was like the most amazing experience, pretty much. And um, that was really cool to me. And then one of my other favorite reviews that I got recently was uh, I was doing a sound bath outside and it was for an hour. And this woman, she went way off and she had to, she had a conversation with her grandfather that passed away and she got to see him again and, and apparently hug him. And he told her like he was safe and he was okay. And to pretty much like keep doing her mission on this planet and she got out of the sound bath and she was just blown away and she was tearing up and it was a very emotional experience. And yeah, it amazed me because, you know, to think that sound can do that is, is still unbelievable to me. And I never want to take credit for like, oh, I'm the healer because really I just hold the space for people to heal. Like people are their own healers. And I just am able to, I guess, cultivate that experience. And every time that an experience like that happens, it just is so fulfilling to, 
to my life because it it reminds me that I have a purpose and to mm. keep going. And I'm always honored when people have experiences like that. You know, I can wake up and be like, all right, I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> through all the craziness and chaos that life can sometimes bring, you know, being able to have people feel good and just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Those are really beautiful experiences. And then you think about like, you know, the event of a festival and being able to kind of like have a great time and then kind of maybe in the morning walk over and be able to experience like a really, because music is healing in and of itself and the festival is healing being with, you know, people, that love you are healing, but having that focus time to really set that intention to say, I'm going deep within and like, you know, doing some work sometimes without even trying. And sometimes I feel like without trying generates the best effects. And so I'm curious, like what kind of effects that you would love to see on not only the festival community, but also the world as the festival community, um, like expands into the mainstream. That's a good question. So I would say just the words, right? And like what we're putting out there. And I love, you know, I love all different kinds of music and it goes back to the yin and yang, but really being more conscious with our words and songs and like what we're affirming because I feel like society has shifted especially like you know the younger generation sound like an old lady (laughs) but like you know like like things have shifted so quickly and I think it really does like music impacts the entire world so if we start having artists be more conscious about what they're releasing out into the world I think that's what's going to help change the world and raise consciousness by you know, not talking about maybe bitches and money, which, you know, it's fun. <laughs> you know, it's fun. Like, I get it. I run around and, like, jammed out. And I like that. Yeah. Right? It goes back to the duality, but also, mm-hmm. like, what would happen if we were to shift that? And, like, I don't know. I- I've thought about it a lot. And I've worked with artists on, you know, that are really well-known in Hollywood. Like, I, I worked with MGK, and he had, like, a, a lot of darkness about him. And that he really struggled with. And, you know, now that I he started dating Megan Fox, like I typically don't follow celebrities, but um, him I do know a little bit about. He supposedly has shifted his uh, music a little bit. Like he just did a whole song about a twin flame and like manifestation. And I feel like when artists begin to understand like the music they're putting out there impacts the fans, it impacts how they interact day to day. It impacts like everything because if you have a favorite artist and like really they're just affirming trash, mm. like you're gonna be putting that in your mind and that could impact your life. So, going back to your question, how would I like to see things shift? I guess just by being more careful with our words and lyrics and intentions, knowing that what you put out there really does matter. And it cultivates mm. the whole experience because I know if you put some Gucci man on, I'm, I'm going to be jamming. <laughs> I like it. Right. But it does change my vibe a little bit. Mm. It makes me want to go to the club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I like that about um, MGK and Megan Fox. Like, I'm not one to follow celebrities, but yeah, I mean, a woman starts talking about, you know, like twin flames and being a witch for like, you know, a man, then all of a sudden everything shifts. So you kind of got to pay attention as a witch. <laughs> yeah, you notice that shift too, right? Yeah, definitely the power of, you know, the divine woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. So I do. Coming together. No way. I said feminine and masculine coming together. Mm, the impact make a beautiful of union. Mm, and then the world. Mm -hmm. for sure. So I do have a few questions that I ask everyone at the end. But before we go to that, I'm curious if you kind of have any other topics you want to share about or anything that you kind of want to share with the public that you have coming out, any services to check out. So I'm working on releasing more music. Uh, I would like to continue continue doing meditative bass and uh, definitely releasing more of my meditations and focusing on bringing everyone together for immersive art experiences like we talked about and having that community come together really is my main focus right now. I'm located in Brooklyn. Uh, I, I believe I'm going to be spending some time in Florida this winter, maybe a month, and I'm most likely going to do an event out in Tampa. So I know that's your favorite state. Uh, you yep. can come through. Love me some Florida. <laughs> yeah, you can come through. So yeah, that's what I have going on right now. I'm just focusing on meditations, releasing more music and events and stepping into my power more because it's been difficult to let go still because again I'm human of mm -hmm. things that I know how to make money from that I really you know they're not bad they just don't feel like it's in alignment with my highest self so stepping into this full time really is a goal yeah I definitely feel that affirming that it's gonna happen and also yeah. I want to if anyone when people listen to this always know that you can create your reality and affirm whatever you would like to have and believe it if you have a dream go for it don't be afraid to take risks believe in yourself and just know that I believe everyone has a purpose so I'd like to say that too well your psychic is showing because that's actually the question that I ask I ask what you know if you could give advice to everyone then what would it be and then the other question is what advice or what would you say to your younger self Ooh, stay away from the fuck boys <laughs> <laughs> i'm allowed to swear on here right <laughs> yeah you know i don't care <laughs> okay uh really honestly yeah don't get distracted by other people mm. especially like reaching outside of yourself to feel like in order to be complete you need someone else because the power is within. That's what I would 100% would say to my younger self because I often would reach outside of myself. And I, I think it goes back to my childhood of just not having that support from my parents. I was always trying to fill a void through other people. And then I realized it's about being content with yourself and healthy in your own mind. And then cultivating healthy relationships from that space versus you know being half a person and then trying to find the other person to make you whole so that's what uh, that's what I would say to my younger self for sure 
and hopefully other people can resonate with that too. That's really beautiful. I definitely resonate with that. Thank you. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to, you know, step into this energy field we're creating. And I really appreciate you being so vulnerable and having the courage to be so open with everyone. I really appreciate what you have to say and your mission and you, of course. Thank you. I, I still have full goosebumps every time you talk. Like <laughs> I appreciate you, like the feeling so mutual. I know we've only met one time in person, but that's just on this, you know, Literally. human reality. <laughs> so I'm just really grateful that I was able to cross paths with you and I'm looking forward to collaborating mm. in the future and seeing you again. And thank you for having me. Of course, of course. And thank you everyone who is listening for being here. I will link all of KT's like links and bios and everything in the description. It's just KT the Alchemist, right? on Instagram. That's what I have you on. You got it, girl. You got All it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time. You are so loved. You are so cared for. You are so capable of creating the reality that you desire. Yes. Peace and love. Peace and Much love. love. Sending the highest vibrations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm.